0: Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Words with Walner, with John Walner, of course, and uh, from Walner Law, and then we've got Aaron Bader here from um, from Salvi, Shustick, and Pritchard. So, we're welcome, Aaron, and welcome back, John. Thanks. Uh, thanks,
1: thanks for having me. me. And thank you, Aaron, for coming back again a month later to talk to us about um, what's going on in the world of rideshares like Lyft and Uber and Grubhub. Amazon, of course, using private entities to move their product to your house from their depots, and we're excited to have you back. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, so let's. That's a it's a big business today, right? Uh, right. Share um, delivery services like Amazon, um, Home Depot. Uh, and then we're going to put in there CPD because there's a, especially here in the city of Chicago. Obviously, there's a there's a lot of police run around. There's accidents that's, that that uh, are, um, I should say, collisions that are that are caused. Um, but let's talk about some of those collisions and what happens and what do the does a consumer need to know?
2: Yeah. So first and foremost, when you talk about an Uber or a Lyft or an Amazon, those companies' goals is to Act as though the people driving their vehicles are not their responsibility. And whatever happens on the road, it's not their fault. And why is it? Obviously, it's money. They don't want to be, they want to get all the profits that come from these people running around and doing work for them, but they don't want to pay up if those people hurt anybody. And that's really what's, that's the model. That's the plan. That's how they make all this money. Because they get all the benefits without taking any responsibility.
0: So give me an example of someone, um, you know, a a client of yours that you are working with that this sort of a thing has happened where there's been a, a collision of some sort and somebody was injured.
1: You know, Walner Law, first of all, has been blessed to partner with Aaron in some of our biggest, most catastrophic cases having to do with the negligence of drivers for Lyft and Uber. And Aaron, you know, why don't you share with us the successes that we've had together In the realm of um, rideshare companies, please share some stories with our audience.
2: So we have one right now. A young man was driving his car, as he's supposed to do, and an Uber driver who's got a passenger passenger in the back seat, he just cuts right in front of him, gives him no no chance, and they, they collide. And what's the first thing Uber does? They say, oh, yeah, I know there's an Uber passenger in back. I know he's on our app, but he's not our responsibility. That driver's not our guy. Basically, leaving the guy out to dry, because of what? Money, because the guy only has so much in insurance money. And our client, who was catastrophically injured, he broke his femur, which is like the biggest bone in your body. And he's a young guy, and he's got a permanent limp and permanent pain, and he's really struggling.
0: I think the consumer doesn't really know that the, when something should happen, and there is some sort of a collision... And you're using a rideshare or um, a delivery service. There's an assumption there that it is the, all responsibility. It does fall on that big company like Amazon or Lyft. But that's not really the case. Let's t- talk to us about why that's happening and that people need to understand that that isn't. It, it, it's it's farmed off services per se.
2: So let's start with Amazon. Everyone's seen the trucks all over the city, with the like sort of the smile and the their their logo everywhere you go. So number one, they get this free advertising, right? You see the prime, you see Amazon everywhere. But it turns out that that truck driver, nine times out of ten, does not work for Amazon. He works for Ma and Pa Delivery Company Incorporated, which is probably you know, formed at the request of Amazon by mom and pa. And they have all these people running around doing these deliveries. So the money goes from Amazon. They take the most of it, they take most of the money. They pay it to this a small piece to the smaller company. And then that company pays a small piece to that driver. And then they go and that driver runs somebody over and you go and you sue Amazon and the driver. And they say, no, 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 that's not our guy. It's not, we're not responsible for him. But what we do as the attorneys at Walner Law and Salvi Law is we say, okay, why was the driver out there? What was he doing? He was out there serving the interest of Amazon, delivering their packages, making the money for Amazon. And if you follow the money and you follow the, what we call the control elements, we look at, oh, he's got a little, he's got a phone or a tablet that tells him where to go. Guess where that information comes from? From Amazon. Amazon. He has to deliver so many packages. Who sets, how many packages does he has to deliver? Amazon. So it's there, they're getting all the benefit. So we seek to hold them responsible as they should be.
0: And they think of themselves only as an app service. Is that right? Not really a delivery
1: service sometimes. Yeah,
2: they really consider themselves to be a technology company. We, yeah. we,
1: We're talking about Uber and Lyft now.
2: Yeah, primarily, yeah. Uber and Lyft, they don't consider themselves to be transportation companies. If you look in the fine print, we consider ourselves to be a, um,
1: basically an app or a, a they're claiming the to best be a, way for yeah. you to get a car through your telephone, through an app on your phone. The yeah. dri- driver is an app. They say they're a technology company providing a service to the consumer and for the driver to make more money to get to his clients faster and bypass cab companies. And that's what's happening in America that we're seeing. No more cabs in the United States. We're watching, the, watching these private drivers that could work whenever they want by getting leads off an app on their phone. But the consumer has no idea that Uber is not going to stand behind an accident, that the multi billion dollar rideshare company is saying, no, this guy is using our service. He's paying um, us for him to have this information on an app, but we're not going to be responsible ever. For the actions of this driver. And Aaron, tell your successes in piercing the veil and showing mm. and, and fighting for our clients that Uber is really responsible for this and not <clears throat> your neighbor who's driving his 1985 Toyota Corolla with $50,000 of insurance.
2: Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that happens. Like they have to take their car in and get it inspected by an Uber improved inspector. And then Uber is going to do a background check. They're going to do all these things because they know ultimately they might be on the hook. But we had a client who was driving through Chicago doing exactly what he's supposed to do. And this Uber driver just turned right in front of him. And then what do they do? They try to blame our guy. It's like, what do you mean? How's that? And of course, we got the GPS information that Uber keeps. And we realized that, oh yeah, he did turn right in front of him. And uh, we held their feet to the fire and we were able to... uh, secure a very favorable settlement for our client. Um, but it's not easy because there's, there's lawyers for the driver who are working on behalf of Uber. And there's lawyers for Uber working on behalf of Uber. So it's, it's a real tough situation. You gotta, the deck is stacked against the consumer, which is why they need to get to really sophisticated lawyers to prosecute a case on their behalf. Because if you just go to anybody and, oh, I was in a car crash. Well, if you don't dig in to figure out, well, you were in a car crash, but we just found out there's insurance that might be through an Uber-provided company, oh, then we sue and realize, oh, yeah, that person was driving for Uber, and that changes the whole complexion of your case, because the, the individual driver is only going to have so much money and so much insurance money, but companies have a lot more money, right? And if you're severely injured, you need to get to more money so you can take care of yourself and take care of your family.
0: So, for the consumer point of view, they need to understand that this is very complicated um that they and, and you can't just pick any lawyer really to do this because it is they are complicated as you mentioned you've got they're going to be lawyered up on several different levels um
1: and this is why it is really, really important to hire a good lawyer What's happening in this world is Uber and Lyft are publicly traded, multi-billion-dollar companies. But you know whose car you're getting into? You're getting into a car, of the guy that really lives three blocks away from you. He gets a notice that you just put in, pick me up at 1400 Main Street in Evanston. The guy drives over to your house because he got the thing in the app. You're thinking a billion-dollar company is picking you up. When the fact is that Uber will say no. It's a 34-year-old college dropout looking to make a little bit of money for three hours that day. You now, Uber says, we're here. The guy... This guy only has $50,000 of insurance. The guy says, Yeah. He goes to trial. The, the first thing they ask you in front of the ladies and gentlemen of the jury, What do you do for a living? I drive for Uber. How much time a week? Three hours. What are you doing in the rest of your life? I am unemployed. I am unemployable. And Uber's giving me a great way to live. And Uber says, Sorry. He has nothing to do with us. We just gave him an app on his phone. You need a hard hitting, well funded, Experienced lawyer to fight for you against these companies that say that they treat the consumer like oh you 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 just call us in an app we Uber provided the technology but we're not going to provide for your safety your welfare and well being we're going to walk away from it we have billion dollar companies with with million dollars attorneys and that's where Salvi and Walner will come in and say you know what sorry guys we're here we're going to fight on your side and we're not scared and we will never ever ever back off from Uber and Lyft's multi-billion dollar fraud that they're committing against the consumers in the United States of America. I love
0: that passion. That's great, John. Uh, Tell me more. Let's move into CPD. And what is it that happens? And give me some examples of those type of cases. Look, they're prevalent enough. We know that. But why, you know, what happens, and how do they get, and why do they get an attorney involved?
1: I'm, I'm going to let Aaron you know, take it over. I just want to let our audience know a, f- a certain real-life <clears throat> case that we have at Struggle Police Department. I got a call around 9.30 at night. <clears throat> my, my child has suffered a, tr- a trem- tremendous head trauma. My other child broke their leg, and we're at Stroger Hospital. We're in a hotel. This was at 9.30 at night. I get the call. From my 24-hour answering service, I called up Aaron. He was at home down in um, uh, Downers Grove. We met the family at a hotel attached to Stroger Hospital. We asked what happened. You know, they said they don't know, but a police um, hit them. And then Aaron, take over what we did next and how we we are securing um, tremendous legal assets against the Chicago Police Department. Why don't yeah, you take it from here.
2: So we were told. These young guys were at a McDonald's, and they were just driving around, and apparently there was some issue, and the cops just started chasing them. Now, it turns out all that was true, and they they just ran a stop sign. Then the police decided to follow uh, chase them with their lights and sirens on in violation of their orders from the police department, which says you don't chase ever for just minor traffic, they chased him through multiple stop signs onto Grand Avenue where there was a collision at Grand and Damon, and our client is now catastrophically brain injured, and he's a teenager, living in his third-floor walk-up West Side apartment
1: with his mother and sisters. This is what we did on that case, Aaron. We, Aaron and I, after meeting with the family at 9.30 at night, then go to another family member's home who was in another hospital that had fractured their femur, and we listened to the story, what they knew. Aaron and I drove in our car from the McDonald's. To to this accident site of Grand and Damon, and we looked at every single building to see if they had a camera on the outside of their building. We marked the address, we marked the camera number, and I think there were those 23 cameras. Yeah. And, and take it from here what we did now. And we
2: were, we sent out our investigators, we tried to get all of those cameras because we needed to reconstruct the story because our client can't talk. His, his brain is. You know, destroyed essentially. And our goal was to get all this video footage and figure out how did this happen? When did it happen? Now, um, we started getting the the videos back in and they didn't show anything. They didn't show anything, they didn't show anything. Well, the story was wrong from the police department. And once we got the real story, and then we requested the city cameras, which you people see, the pod cameras, and we had the video, and the officers claim in their report we stopped pursuing these people long before the crash happened. But guess what's on the pod camera? It shows them within very short distance, following this car right into the intersection, right before the crash happens. Now we're in the midst of uh, litigating that case right now. It's been quite the, it's a, it takes tremendous resources. We have multiple lawyers working on it all the time. I was literally talking to the defense attorney the other day. And we have a young man who will never be able to work never be able to walk on his own, never be able to feed himself again. And his mom was told, pull the plug. There's no point in waiting. There's no point in keeping him alive because he, thankfully, he has improved dramatically and she refused to take him off life support, which is obviously the worst situation for a parent to ever be in. And, uh, he is walking with some assistance now and he kind of knows when people are around, which is so important to the family. But, um, It's all because these officers, they violated the rules. They knew they weren't supposed to do it, or they should have known they shouldn't have done it. And what we've, what the mayor knew and what the city has known for years is when these police start chasing people, innocent people get hurt. And unless they've got, you know, it's something where they're shooting at someone, just stop. Don't chase them, let them go.
1: Aaron and I haven't, have, First, course, that, that case is, is tremendously hard to prove because the police lied about how, where they were, how, how it happened, and the routes they took compared to what our clients who were living told us. By the way, the, those were five black children in the car. We're, we're not talking, we got a 15-year-old, a 10-year-old, um, maybe a 13-year-old in the car with two adult drivers, adult, like 21 and 19, black leaving a McDonald's. Leave it to your imagination what happened, really. Aaron and I have another case where we're sitting at a stoplight. Um, Mom and dad and their child, the police were wrongfully chasing someone and killed the daughter. And that's a case where we couldn't find a lot of video. And this is why you need an experienced lawyer is to talk to all the police from the 9-1 operators, hear all the radio transmissions, get all the radio transmissions that were <clears throat> in the other police cars. And you need a lawyer to fight for you that has money, that is willing to go the distance against the Chicago Police Department, which is commonly known as sticking up there for each other no matter what. So they don't lose their jobs, their pensions. And it's a serious you need a serious lawyer. For a serious catastrophic injury or death.
2: And in that case. Which we're also doing depositions right now. We have the police on video. You know kind of making light. Of chasing these guys. Oh we this is a good chase. This is a good stop. Aha they're about to crash. About to crash. And then they do crash. And then his partner says you need to stop. Turn off the car. Turn off the police lights. Basically the cover up started. The moment they saw the crash. And um. Thank God for your cameras to this day.
1: Well, if you don't have cameras, you got to get some radio transmissions. Yeah. you got to get some body-worn camera footage, dash cam videos. But this is what lawyers do in our investigation, our experts, our accident reconstructionists. You, it, it takes a village of experts and powerful lawyers to beat the police at their own game.
2: Because you have to contact them right away, preserve all the video, preserve all the body-worn cameras. And there's a police department body-worn camera policy, which says, you keep it on the whole time you're investigating. Well, guess what happened at the scene of that crash after that young girl died? Big boss comes up. Where's your... I don't have a camera. I don't think yours should be on either. They turn it off as they talk about what happened. Which is a violation of the policy. What are they doing? They're getting their story straight. Right. Which is... um. Which is a real problem. You know, we should trust our police to do the right thing, but unfortunately... History has shown that police are chasing young men that should never be chased.
1: I want to tell everyone out there that's listening, you should call a lawyer immediately because we could go to court and get orders to preserve videos, preserve radio transmissions. You, you have to do it in court. You have to do it with the authority of the court. Call us immediately. I was in the Indiana Dunes with my wife and another couple on vacation, hiking and over a weekend, and a, a family called me at 11 at night. To our office, and she said, "My brother was innocently hanging out with some friends. I forgot what street. Aaron and the the police came to check out. What are these kids doing in their car? They they started going after our client. Our client, sh- not our client. The the driver of the car plugged it in reverse. We and the police came at him and wouldn't stop. Our car flipped over, and we died. Our our passenger died." And that was at 11 at night. Immediately, we hired our investigators to go to the scene, measure skid marks, take pictures of the turned over vehicle, look at glass, because we're always available with, with Salvi and Walner together to get our experts there any time of day or night to preserve the scene, to see skid marks, to see debris fields and how, how the body what was brought out of the car. It is so important to immediately hire a lawyer. Immediately. Never wait. Not one sec when you're dealing with the police department. Ever.
0: Speaking of that, so call right away, but if there is an injury and maybe something comes up a little bit later, uh, somewhere down the road, is it still two years or is it?
2: No, it's a good question. So if you're suing a Uber or a Lyft or a FedEx, it's two years. If you're suing the city, city of Chicago or another, the village of
1: municipality,
2: municipality, it's one year. Oh, and there's different requirements. So honestly, calling a lawyer right away is the only way to go because I really believe that us actively investigating cases from day one limits some of the bad actions that may happen if we don't get involved right away and make sure that the video is still there make sure the audio is still there prevents them from doing even worse In efforts to defend each other.
1: If you do not call a lawyer within one week of a police chase, your case is almost over. I could guarantee the cover-up starts day by the second. That's why it's so important in a police chase to call a lawyer right away. And as you know from Aaron discussing with you, the nature of the aggressiveness that Uber and rideshare companies will go against you, it's also necessary to call straight away so we can capture the data off your phone when you called the Uber and the route they were supposed to take. As Aaron was mentioning in this one card accident, the, the Uber driver said he didn't do that. Not true, but we couldn't talk against him because of the nature of our severity of our injuries. And we captured through a court order subpoena, the app, both the driver's app and our app, how he made a wrong turn, deviated from his route and put the, uh, and permanently injured the client.
0: All right, let's uh let's the last part of this is as always what is your
2: last word. With the right lawyers, you can take on the biggest baddest enemies, whether it's the city, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Uber. In a courtroom, we have an even playing field and we can we can go and beat them and we do all the time. But you have to get to the right people who are willing to take the risk, who are willing to go on a go out there and fight for you. If you go to the wrong lawyer, they may not get you full value and full compensation on your case.
1: The corporate greed and the corporate crime in America against the consumer, the profits over the personal safety, welfare, and well-being is what we're going to fight you for. No corporation stands above you in terms of safety, health, care, and well-being. And we trust them to Uber and Lyft and Grubhub to, to bring us places or bring us food in a professional manner and not risk, uh, death or catastrophic injury. So the main thing that I want you to, to learn from us here today, with the, whether it's the Chicago police department, fire department, ambulance services, rideshare companies is we're going to fight for you. We're going to do what's right for you because corporations can't get away with crimes and severe malfeasance against us. Win with Walner, please think of us for your needs in the future.
0: So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, John, what's the best way? The
1: best way is to email us at walner at walnerlaw.com or simply call us at 312-800-0000. 3128 million, we're on your side.
0: Well, thank you again for tuning in to Words with Walner. We do appreciate you, and uh, we can't wait for the next uh, episode when that comes out, and uh, we look forward to seeing you then. Take care.